And welcome back. I'm Mike. I'm Cody. We are the Turntable Teachers. And class is back in session after a very long hiatus. How you been, dude? It's been a bit. I mean, hey, we were trying to get to the finish line of, of the actual school year. You know what I mean? Seriously. So that's where we've been a little bit. Just like the end of the school year. For anybody out there that's not teachers, I mean... I, I know we don't mean to complain about our jobs. We love our jobs. I mean, yeah, I, well, it's, it's I don't want to speak for you. Very, but... very rewarding. Love working in a school and all that stuff. But it gets tiring at the end of the year. Oh, uh, end of the year is brutal. But we're almost at summer. Exactly. We're there. We're probably by the time mm-hmm. this comes out. By next week, we'll basically be on summer. So. Yeah. We're staring down the last few days, basically. Heck yeah. This is different, too, because we got a second mic. And, yeah. Uh, so, now... that is, yeah, very, very interesting news. There's now Mike... The uh, Mike, the person who is a member of the <laughs> of the the team here, member of the turntable teachers, and now there is also the second mic that we just got. So if you notice anything different sounding, we each have our own mic now, so we can actually have a conversation looking at each other rather than both <laughs> talking into the same microphone. Just... Yeah, we were we were talking before like how if you put a like a I don't know like a video camcorder or some shit like in the rooms we've been. This is also the third place we've we've recorded as well. Yeah, bouncing around a lot, bouncing we've around, moving, bouncing around. But I think this is going to be a good spot. Yeah, for sure. Looking forward. But it. anyway, yes, yeah, so we were talking about how weird it must have looked like, like two people having a conversation like next to each other, like not staring at each other. And it's well, having like having, having like full conversation, <laughs> but not having any remote like eye contact or like looking at each this other. Is, was, this is this yeah. is a lot better. Yeah, this is this is much more natural. This is much cool. more natural. Anyway, so we have a big summer coming for you guys. A lot of content. I'm really excited about it. Cody's really excited mm-hmm. about it. Uh, on the docket for tonight, however, we have the second quarter of singles coming out for 2019 so that's any single that dropped from april 1st yep. until the basically the end of, tail end of june here uh we're going to be giving you 20 tracks today and our reactions so rapid fire same uh style that we did on the first quarter if you want to check those tracks back out check that episode back out go for it mm-hmm. it's a good one and uh, I think you guys were enjoying it, so we figured we're going to keep this quarter single going. Exactly. It seemed like, you know, it's a little easier to follow along with singles. When someone ends up watching the episode, it's easier to pop on a playlist that's maybe like 35, 40 minutes long than like, okay, here's seven albums and I'm going to spend four hours listening to it. So it's a little easier to digest. Yeah. And I feel like we can also kind of expand into a bunch of different genres like a lot more easily. Cause 100%. Get a nice wider net. We're still going to do the album reviews. Those yep, are coming as well. That is coming. So coming up, uh, not to just you know, not to say like what's coming next, but some of this content we're coming out with you guys for you guys soon. Uh, we have April and March album recaps. Uh, excuse me, April and March. We already did March. Excuse me, <laughs> April and May album recaps coming yep. very soon. We have our mid-year, and well, and that'll be the mid-years June. are kind of yeah. We're looking towards the, maybe the end of June or early July to drop some mid-year reviews for everybody and talk about the first six months of the year. We got a whole slew of albums that came out April, May, June that we're looking at that we're going to get to talk about. There's, there's a lot of good stuff and a lot of exciting stuff, I and, feel like. It's... And, and a lot of list potential. Mm-hmm. Like as, I, as, I, as you said, as we get to the mid-year lists, uh, these next couple episodes, I think, have a ton of mid-year list potential for me. I don't know yep. about you. Oh, there's been I, a lot of great music. Yeah. A lot yeah. of great music. 2019's been really good. Uh, later on in, uh, in the coming weeks as well, about a week, probably a week out, I would say, we have a Boston Calling review, mm-hmm. so uh, with a very couple of very special guests, which make sure to tune in for that. We also have uh, mul- a slew of guests that are going to be coming on the show pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, my buddy Pano I've mentioned a couple times. We went and saw um, Earth Gang uh, with Smino. Smino. Yeah. Um, and who opened for them? It was... Uh, it was uh, Felix. Felix, that's Felix. right. Yep, Felix. Yeah, so, was at Paradise he, Rock he came with us. So he might jump on the show if uh, if he has the time. I know he'd love to talk about that show. We all had a blast there. Yeah. We'll save that for, for that episode. Yes, absolutely. And even some musical guests 
for the summer as well, which we are very excited about. So, uh, but again, so so please stay tuned for the summer. We got a ton of great things planned. But let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm. For we have tonight. a lot of good things for tonight. Yep. Oh, tonight's going to be a good one. So like we said, we have 20 singles that we're just going to rattle off. Rapid fire, review style. Uh, not really grading them, just giving our, like, just talking about the tracks and giving our, basically yep. our feedback in terms of that. And in the sense of fairness, we organized them just chronologically from when they were released. So there's not really any ranking system here. This is just tracks that we've picked. Did, did you have any real, like method that you used to pick these tracks or was it just a kind of random selection um not really uh, there was tracks that i've been listening to i think as we because i think we, we we basically collaborated on this list i think we yeah. had some that we had some overlap we had some individual ones that we made each other listen to i some of these i really like a lot most of these i think are pretty pretty good tracks that i that i like a lot mm-hmm. some are also like just popular tracks that i think we that deserve talking about yeah. and Couple here, a couple of couple here, to them, so. yeah, and there's a couple here I don't like. So it's very similar to the last time we did this, I think. Like, yeah, because there was remember that that Bruno Mars Cardi oh, B track. God, yeah, that was well, brutal, man. Yeah, it, it's been it's been kind of nice having a uh, having a mix of good and bad stuff, so we can yeah get to, that Juice World cut that we hated, oh, and then God, um, the that. little Pump album. Yeah, oh, that, was, that was fun. That was yeah. a fun few minutes. But Check anyways, out. all right, so we're diving gonna, right in, diving right in. So the first single we have to, for tonight is so uh, one of my favorite bands, Chon, and their single "Peace." Now their album has always already come out, and I'm gonna have a chance to talk about this at some point. But this was the lead single leading up to their new self-titled album which I think was a very bold move considering it's their second or third full-length project, but I appreciate it. So, Sean, for anyone who's not aware, they're a math rock group who's been kind of really in the limelight recently. Um, a lot of people have been citing them as like influences and everything now, too, which is really cool to see as a fan. Um, so, math rock, it's just a lot of open-sounding guitar chords, lots of suspended guitar chords, so it's very unusual sounds, and they usually use that to try and create some kind of flow to the song. Um, Sean's very well known for making these like beautiful soundscapey type songs. This is definitely one of those. So there's like the spacey guitars. It's all very clean. Every note is super precisely placed. You can hear everyone individually. Like I said, lots of sustained chords. And I feel like the biggest thing they changed up though is now their drummer is absolutely losing his mind. I think that they've... Uh, taken some cues from the new Polyphia album that I raved about last year, New Lovers oh, yeah. and Devils. Yep, yep. That was a, that was a list top. Well, not was, topper, oh, but it was on the oh, list, yeah, it right? Was, it was it was on the list for it was sure. There. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I remember it. I remember and it. And a lot of that had to do with the drumming, and I think that kind of now influenced this Chon drummer to really start upping his game with like faster rolls. Yeah, I. So this was one of the tracks that you like t- that one of your picks for this for this kind of crop. I thought it was a nice instrumental cut. I uh, mm-hmm. I thought that there was some nice poppy guitars and a nice bass, um, some electric sounding strings. Definitely like a really chill. Um, and until the, there's some hard hitting guitars though that kind of come in about the second half of it mm-hmm. that I really liked and give it like a nice really nice groove. I just think if you like jazzy reggae summertime instrumentals, I think this might feed the fix of people that will that like that kind of music. And it's one of those things I think you have to be more in the mood for oh absolutely and I instrumental music in general right right If yeah if you're an instrumental music fan I think you're really going to enjoy this track I don't tend to listen to it as much instrumental yeah. uh, so for me not one of like the highlights on this list for me but definitely a very cool vibe that I could easily see myself coming back to in the right setting you know mm-hmm. you know so that would be good. And last thing for any longtime fans, you will be pretty happy to hear it's kind of starting to sound reminiscent more of their first two EPs, especially where the soloing guitar is kind of farther back in the mix. So beautiful instrumental track, Chon Peace. 
came out early in the month, April 4th. Definitely check it out. Cool. Uh, the next track, uh, this guy's album just dropped as well. Uh, well, his posthumous album. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about Avicii's lead single off of his brand new album, Tim, which we will get to. Yeah. Uh, we will review the full album, uh, or at least we'll, we'll get to talk about it in a recap coming up very soon. As we said a little earlier in the uh, the preview, this this track was SOS featuring Aloe Black. Uh, yeah, so again, not really talking too much about the album, but I know that uh, a lot of these tracks were more demos, the ones that were on this album. Uh, they could try to get some more pop, like popular artists on these songs. Okay. So I think Aloe, and Aloe Black was one of them. And uh, he has worked with Aloe Black before on um, yep. Wake Me Up and yes. Liar Liar. Yes, yes. Two very good tracks. So definitely, you know, those are those are good. SOS, man. Uh, I will say this. Could there be a, have been a better first song to drop from the team, for Avi- like Avicii's team, since his death? Like, I think this was, like, the perfect mm-hmm. track. Well, like, the lyrical content and everything. Everything about it was so perfect. Oh. Uh, with Especially with, like, I don't know, everyone's feelings surrounding Avicii. Like, right, his current right. Time. Well, it was really cool because I, I know that he had all this music that he wanted to put out. That or that he once put up before he died, and then his family and like the production team ended up getting a hold of it. And like, I think this album, Tim, was like around 80 or 90 percent done. And I remember reading something about he had like a note, uh, that he said that Aloe Black sound well, that um, Aloe Black would sound really good over this track, like that's what mm-hmm. he had in like his computer notes. So when uh, members of his production team found that, they called up Aloe Black and he got on. And I thought, dude. Aloe Black sounds so good over Avicii beats. Mm-hmm. Like he just—I don't know what it is about the two of them. They making, go hand in hand. They—they they really do. It's the timbre of his voice. The timbre of his voice just matches the like vibe of Avicii's production style so well. Yeah, and Aloe Black, I thought, put his all into this track. You could just mm-hmm. tell right out, like just the the raw emotion he puts into it. I, I love this track, dude. I, I love it's it. It's really good. It's really really good. And I feel like I'm not usually the type who keeps up with this type of music. Like this is the genre that I'm not usually like the one who follows that much. So it was really cool to get this. This is one of the tracks that I saw off the list that like you would put on there and I hadn't listened to yet. So this was like an awesome, awesome new track for me to listen to not that long ago. Yeah. Oh, this is fantastic, dude. Uh, just, just, it gave me the chills when I first heard it. Basically, the track, if you got anybody that hasn't heard it, just needing help. Basically, the basis of it is needing help from like anxiety, depression, and drug abuse. And like how the love of like a specific person or this the sort of character that Aloe Black is portraying mm-hmm. to be. Uh, the love of this person could potentially help bring him... Pull him back. Yeah, yeah. And in, in just the the the, core, the hook of this track just gets so much more colorful and blissful and, like, uplifting. Mm-hmm. I feel like every single time that I listen to it and as the track goes through, uh, yeah, just, just a killer cut, dude. It's so good. And I actually did find out that... Um, they gave credits to Candy Burris and uh, Tamika Harris uh, for the no scrubs like interpolation. So huh. I guess that the vocal pattern they're using, they like got the idea from no scrubs. No, oh my god! Now that I'm thinking, now that I'm thinking about it in my head, mm-hmm. yeah. And also, and when I listened to Can it, I was like, you oh hear hey, me, yes, no. I well, and it also sounds a little no, bit sh- like um, what's it called? That Ed Sheeran song. So I was like, oh, it sounds like that. And then I looked that one up, um, "Shape of You," and he also gave credits Does to those the same two. Thing. He also gave credits to TLC for the for the um, no scrub. No so, kidding. 
TLC still raking in money for yeah. no scrubs just from interpolations, I guess. Which hell yeah, good for them. I would <laughs> take it if I was them. <laughs> it's catchy, it's catchy. But yeah, no, I I love the uh, like the keys and the synths in this, especially it's like the staccato style, so they're not letting mm. these like really ring out. And I feel like that's what helps give it the energy because when you let the chords really ring out, that's what kind of makes it feel droney and everything. That's what makes it more like the chill step. But that makes it super upbeat. Love this track. Yeah, just the fact that it's so close to like what Avicii was going through right mm-hmm. before he died, right before his suicide. And just, it's just, it's, it's just such a perfect track to have through. And I, I feel like I was looking at it maybe from two different ways. I was almost looking at it from like the love, like being so broken and so lost, but then, and you know, going through all these different things and then the love of somebody trying to bring you out of it. But then I also saw it as like Aloe Black sort of like singing back to Avicii in a way mm-hmm. of like, if you had just reached out to me, because like I know they were like, close. I wish we could like, have done something. I wish we could have done something to help. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because like uh, there was a not to bring up like morbid subjects, but there's a uh, guy that I used to like see at the gym all the time. He was like an old baseball coach. My brothers, his kids grew up and you know with my my brothers and things like that. And um, anyway, just recently, you know, committed suicide as well, and nobody Sorry to hear that. no nobody knew about it. But that's the thing. Like I feel like these type nobody knew he was like going through his issues. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like that was maybe I the same thing. I feel like that's thing. kind of the story you hear time and time again. Too. Yeah, like, even with all the other celebrities that have had like big uh, music singers too. Even yep, tons like, of singers, Chris tons Cornell, of yep, um, um, Robin Williams, yes, from, like, Chester Bennington. Yep, like there's these people like they're going through so much and they don't talk about it. And then I so I feel like this song was almost like. Aloe Black being like, I, you know, I wish that I had known. I wish I, yeah. So I saw her from like those two different perspectives. Obviously, mm-hmm. more the driven. way that Avicii had written it. But I think so. I think but. the song, I think it's not that the song intended for to have that meaning, but now it's taken on that second meaning, having yeah. it being released posthumously. Yeah, absolutely. So great cut. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to the yep. next track April Another- 12th. And, an, and another track, uh, well, another album, excuse me, that we're definitely going to review or it's going to be on the, a- the April, Absolutely. May. You're going to hear about this band a couple times, too, because we're going to see them later on in the summer. Yes, sir. With that's my, a with my story bl- for a different time. Absolutely. We're talking about Beast Coast's uh, second single. So we talked about their first single, Left Hand, mm-hmm. on uh, the first quarter. Yep. And now we're here talking about Cl- uh, Coast Clear. Yep. Uh, this is one of my favorites off the album, and I'm so glad it was a single. Uh, I'm a little actually upset about that though at the same time because i'm like it's i always hate when the single is one of my favorite tracks because yeah, then I'm like oh because the album was out on it like i know i know and then like the rest of the albums and if it doesn't go up to that single so for me personally coast clear spoiler alert, it's one of my favorite al- uh, songs off of uh the new beast coast album mm-hmm. i dude it's all basically just about like not trusting people feeling insecure about the people you surround and i'm, I'm glad beast coast gave us some more good lyrical content here uh got a little more introspective than they normally a lot of these guys normally do a mm-hmm. lot especially a guy like joey i don't feel like he gets as he does get introspective but i feel like lately he's been a lot more politically driven yeah exactly it's been it's been more like societal larger picture issues so it's yes. nice to see him kind of like hone in, hone in yeah not just even specific. him yeah everybody did. Uh, and you don't expect that out of a group cut i feel like in a group no. cut i almost expect everyone just to be hyping each other up the whole time and that's kind of the nature of and not to get game. into the album that there's there was a lot of that on the album yeah. but this kind of comes with the territory I feel like yeah this track was a lot smoother some had some nice keys almost organ sounding mixed with some like nice wavy synths I thought just the, the instrumental I thought was just really cool really vibe track and mm-hmm. I diff, really different uh, deliver so again I think uh, Joey did really well on this track I liked, I liked his verse it was one of my favorite verses I feel like it was very melodic but then I, it was a, definitely a different uh, delivery here from Michi Darko and I kind of liked it um, not that he it was like a lyrically a great verse from him or anything like that but 
it was it was like he almost did sing songy like a sing songy yeah, type. It was person. very it interesting. Was, and I, I kind of loved how everybody was bringing almost like the same vibes in their verses too, but putting their own personal flair into yeah. it. So you can really tell like, okay, now this guy's rapping and now this guy's rapping, but it all tied together really well. You could, you could almost really distinctly tell they wrote it together. Like, I don't know why I have to specify this anymore. This shouldn't be a thing that people are just sending in verses. Like I, I, I feel very strongly about this. So at some point maybe we'll talk about this, but I just, I hate that. I love the idea of artists getting together in the same recording studio to make recording the track. It. Yeah. And that's, I feel like this is what it sounds like when you do that. You all sit around, bounce ideas off each other. So naturally everything blends. And I think not to, not to go off on this tangent, but I think that's what I love about Brockhampton so much mm-hmm. is that they do that. Exactly. So it's a full group collaborative effort. It's not just like a mix and match, which I feel like DJ Khaled kind of suffers from because that's literally just a mix and match, but that's also a conversation for a different, for, for a different, <laughs> no <time>. kidding. <laughs> anyway, I just, I love this. I love this track. I, I think that, Joey's got a great verse. Michi's verse is really cool too. Like I said, it's a little bit different. Kirk Knight, he can he can great, sing. Great, great hook. He he's lately has been putting out, especially on this again, I don't want to keep going back to the album, but this he did a phenomenal job on this hook, mm-hmm. as he does throughout the entire I think they realize, okay, Kirk, you could be our hook guy mm-hmm. with this collective. And he is, man. He's done really well with with this this hook. Because I think he's the best singer out of East Coast. Definitely. He, and I feel like this kind of cemented that like idea. Like This was a great job out of Kirk. I was a little disappointed that the last like three or four verses were all just like four, four lines long. And I know. just like, all right, I'm out of here. They just gave like one full bar and then dipped out. I did love Nick Caution's line. I actually, I wanted to specifically talk about Nick's. I feel like he almost sounded like Jake Cole in the first few lines. Like yeah. I, it's, it's super weird. Like I don't know if that was just me being like putting together... Like two dots that should not be connected, but I he's feel good. like he sounded like Cole in the first few lines. His line, uh, "Life is like a roadblock, swerve around the potholes." I love that that line. When that line comes on, like that that gets me fired up. I just mm-hmm. I just love the sentiment of you know you're gonna there's gonna be roadblocks in life. You just gotta swerve around them and you just keep going moving forward. Really, you can't allow these potholes to like weigh you down. Even if you pop mm-hmm. a tire, you know, exactly. just get a new freaking tire. You exactly. Know? <laughs> Fill the That's damn thing. That's it. So it's fixable. That's, right, that's right. the moral. It's fixable. Exactly. So great track. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to talk about the very, album. Very chill banger. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Check this out. All right. So we are going on to a completely different vibe. Yeah. Uh, this this. I just deep. want to preface this. Let I don't want to necessarily get too political about this track. It's gonna be hard not to. I think mm-hmm. we're gonna try our best to kind of like stay. In the somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I, I like. I don't want to upset people over music. Yeah, but this this track definitely does have a lot of very strong takes on a lot of very touchy. Yeah, and let's topics. not say that we either of us agree or disagree on what he's saying. We're just going to talk about what he said, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe go from there. But anyway, so we're talking about, of course, Joyner Lucas's new single. Well, not too new anymore, but it came out back in mm-hmm. April, uh, late April, was Devil's Work. Yep. Oh man! Well, all right. First up, let's 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 get let's get the the aesthetic the out stage. of the way. Well, yeah, well, well so Joiner Lucas, I feel like he's already kind of been known for. Oh, making, he's done this he, exactly with like the yeah. "I'm not a racist" thing. That was yeah. Joiner Lucas. So I don't know why anyone's surprised. Yeah, exactly. He's kind of known for putting out songs that are very. I don't want to say edgy in the sense of like how it's used nowadays, but like it, it's very. I don't know, controversial. Like yes. it's topics that people have very strong opinions on. That's what I'll say. Yeah, um, I love the minimal, like glowing light aura type pianos that mm-hmm. are like in the beat. 
I'm just trying to get the beat, the aesthetic out of the way <laughs> because you talk yeah. about the content because it's so crazy. Yeah, I, I love I love the beat. I think it's it's stripped back enough where Joiner is at the forefront of the track, which is the point. I think that was kind of exactly. similar. That, with that was probably not... definitely like an idea um, when they made yeah. it. Yeah, and I thought similarly that happened with I'm not racist as well. You mm-hmm. know, nice. A good Simple. enough beat to hold it together. Exactly. Yeah. What do you? Uh, yeah. Tell me. And then oh, then the electric guitar chord. Uh, the beat's minimalistic, but then it like slows, slowly builds to like some percussion and like some heavy mm-hmm. bass. There's like a snap track even as well. Um, once it gets a little bit more, uh, once Joiner's energy starts really jumping into this thing, into it. Uh, it's just a bold track. Yeah. It, it's but. a. It's very very strong. So basically, the gist of what I got out of this is it's like a conversation between Joiner and God. And he's basically asking him, why do you keep taking all of these like great people and then leaving behind more or less all of the scumbags? Yeah. And yeah. the and, word that and, I had in my mind as well. <laughs> and just like basically his his struggles with faith, knowing that like how have you made so many mistakes and how can I still like or no, I think he says that his like faith isn't wavering, but it's just like hard to stay true when you see all these like bad things happening to good people and, exactly. and he just kind of expands on that topic in a bunch of different ways and lists a lot of names but i don't want know. to talk about any of the names really mm-hmm. i think for me it's like i think you just ha- anybody that hasn't listened to this track just go listen to it and decide for yourself if you agree with this message or not because yeah basically his message is like why are all these people a lot like dead when these people are alive and should be dead mm-hmm. you know what i mean so I, I, I'm not sitting here saying I agree with that sentiment. I will say this though, I uh, but it does fully depict like I think an idea that goes in our heads sometimes. I, I don't think this is an idea that we all necessarily like agree with or we don't want to happen. I don't think I don't agree with like you know all these people should be like dead, dead just because or this people like right 100. percent But I think we've all been there. We've all had this this thought, particular thought yeah, that at like some point, somebody, someone very important, or seeing someone else lose something, someone important, or having something terrible happen to like a friend or a family member. Yeah, and, and then you, you see think, some why them. Yeah, and know? then you see some scumbag on the news that like raped, killed, or like whatever did or robbed a bank. I don't know. Whatever gets you want to call it. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It only gets like a like a year in prison or something like yeah, that. Something, yeah, it, or, something. Yeah, or just a lot like, of people can probably empathize with. Right, exactly. So I, I'm not like sitting here. And saying that Joiner's right or wrong, I just think it's it. He argues that it's at least a conversation, mm-hmm. and he does a good enough job of it, in my opinion. I thought this was a really, really good song. I really enjoyed <laughs> the song, honestly. Like the, the first time I heard it, great. it hit really, like really hard. Because you did too. Yeah. I feel like even if you don't agree, like like we're saying, I would not agree with this message as like a literal statement. But I don't yes. think he meant for it to be taken as a literal statement. No. Mostly because of what he says at the end of the song. What I basically took this track as is Joyner being very upset and feeling this emotion and basically trying to make a song that gives like the listener that same emotion of just basically being angry and confused at to where to place that anger and just kind of and 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 ending up having it venting out into like, well, what about these bad people? But then at the very end of the song, he almost kind of takes a step back and goes like, listen, I know that this isn't you. This is the devil's work. And that's where the name of the song I, comes from. Dude, and I, I think that's I, what makes it all make sense. Yes, I totally, totally agree. Like, I, I think this is more or less to be taken as like a sort of like a stream of consciousness. Like you're having a conversation with just yourself. You're kind of working through some of these emotions because mm-hmm. like I agree with you. I think towards the end that he I think he finally comes to a consensus of it, like by the end of the track that he's I think he's never going to have the answer that he's looking for, you know what I mean? Like yeah. he kind of like accepts the fact that he won't and the whole time he's like 
in the song he's basically questioning why all these bad things happen why all these bad people are still alive why all these good people are dead um if there's a god and i think he finally at the end yeah just kind of comes to terms with it yeah mm-hmm. exactly i think he does for sure i think people are kind of missing his bigger picture they're focusing on like some of the names mm-hmm. right and even some of the people that got called out i know like i didn't want to say names but for whatever i will for example like tommy loren mm-hmm. i guess she's like up in arms about it yeah so that he called that he said whatever he said about her i don't think he necessarily called for her death per se but no he, <laughs> there was some yeah he, he he didn't i don't think say that she should be dead but i, I don't remember what he exactly he said it just yeah. definitely was a lot of strong messages that people are taking intensely literal yeah i i feel like this song is almost meant to be taken as like what you said like someone's own stream of consciousness when they were upset and them almost at the end rationalizing like you have that one moment of irrational anger of like what about all these awesome people that were missing and these like shitty people that are still here but then at the end you calm back down and kind of remind yourself like wait okay all of this bad stuff isn't like what dictates it and even even though at the end he says specifically like this isn't you this is the devil's work I feel like you can still take that out like as like a moral uh, like meaning from the song of all this bad stuff shouldn't be what you end up dictating your life by because there still is good stuff that you should be looking forward to oh for sure so I feel like that was meant to be like a kind of happier ending to the song but definitely a very strong statement yeah I think by the end he takes more like a, an approach of like he bashes more system systematic things and mm-hmm. um, society rather than people like for example like at the end he says uh, don't go to church because I'm afraid of being judged mm-hmm. like the fact that you know he wants to you know repent for his sins per se or like he wants to you know but but he doesn't want to be judged by religion because that's just what the stigma is you know what i mean and then uh he says at the end as well bunch of names that i forgot to mention cost too much to pay attention then it got expensive so kind of just like taking a bash at social media really like there's so many you know different you know ways that we try to like get garner attention these days that there's just such sensory overload because of social media and then i'm you know he's like there's so many other names that i could possibly say Mm -hmm. because but it costs too much to even pay attention because the second that we want to bash one person for something on maybe like tuesday right something else is gonna something else pops up on thursday and we forget Mm -hmm. what happened on tuesday exactly so i totally like agree so he does bring up a ton of good points and he is a very I think a very cerebrally intelligent guy mm-hmm. and a mask guy. Shout out Massachusetts uh, <laughs> from Worcester. Yeah. So anyway. So yeah, Joiner Lucas devil's work. Pretty good track. Very bold statement. Let us know what you think, whether you agree with it, disagree with it. Any thoughts like that? Yeah. But moving right along uh, early, early in May, May 3rd, I think we actually already, I don't know if we recorded us talking about this, but I know that we have talked about this song. Oh my God. We've talked about this song. Yeah. Yeah. Logic homicide featuring Eminem holy like i i mean I well, it's, a, it's say, a flow fest it's a flow it, it, it's exactly. just, the top. just a full flow we know case. hold on we wait hold on you said featuring eminem you also forgot potentially the best verse here oh yeah featuring chris D'Elia. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good look what i'm planning i'm planning and <laughs> I love using too many napkins babkins <laughs> babkins i love how at the end he's just like man he's just like saying random. he doesn't even trying to say words anymore for anyone that doesn't know chris D'Elia like made a one to two minute no i think it's like a minute more or less a minute mm-hmm. uh like a little verse like making fun of eminem's, eminem's freestyling free, basically. yeah and how his flow and how like he does like he, his flow patterns and that way that he, things he says makes no sense uh and they sampled it onto he did it as a joke and then i think i think logic 
got a hold of it mm-hmm. and showed M or something like that. I don't remember. And Chris, thought it was funny. Chris talked about it on his podcast. I, I listened to it actually. He's got a pretty good podcast actually. Congratulations with Chris Delia. Check him out. He's hysterical. Anyway, um, yeah. Can, can I just bold statement here? Like Chris Delia had the best verse. Yeah, that was his dude's so <laughs> funny. And even that interaction in the very beginning, I guess that's like actually Logic and his dad. Like that's a conver- That's like a back and forth between Logic and his dad. That's like an actual thing that happened. I, I there was like an interview. Where, what is it like? like what, where, where, where Logic's dad was just like and they, he like introduced. You know why you the greatest? Like, I'm his dad, and he came out of my balls. Like, <laughs> that was like the way he introduced it. So that's where Logic got the idea from. That's wicked fun. And on Genius, it even credits his dad saying that like he has an audio track on the song. That's pretty. So funny. I don't know if we just can't hear him or not, but yeah, yeah. So anyone who hasn't heard this song, it like we said, this is just an absolute like flow showcase, a flow case, if you will. And we should definitely trademark that term. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's like these weird haunting keys over most of the beat, which yep, I said are the same. very, yep. very, it's not, I don't want to say stripped back because it's not like a lo-fi vibe, but it definitely is leaving a lot They're of dark. open room for like them to just have the rap and like the lyrics and the flows be right up in your face, which was, you know, the idea of the song. It's a perfect aesthetic for, and sonic appeal for this type of track. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because basically the base of the mo- thing of the track is them like, you know, killing all these rap verses and rap mm-hmm. artists that aren't you know that don't talk about anything essentially yeah and i'll give i'll give, I'll give logic some credit where it's due I, I don't agree with everything he does and i don't sometimes i especially like, especially on this album all right so the, uh, spoiler i don't think we're gonna talk do you want to talk about this album no, i, I like feel it. no need to i didn't no. really like it very much i think this is the best track on the album mm-hmm. Five, uh, I think. unfortunately but yeah, man, I I really dig Logic's bars here, though. I think mm-hmm. I thought he snapped, and I'm getting used to his just like corniness. I feel like he's embraced his corniness now. So now when he has the lines where he's doing like the killing this shit, I mean, like mm-hmm. I almost think it's funny now. So now I'm like in on the joke. So yeah. now it's not like okay, that's weird and cringy. I'm like, oh okay, he's like self aware and he's just being funny. <laughs> yeah, and I I love that. One thing I do love about him though, right in this track in particular, that the things he's talking about other rappers doing. At least he doesn't do those things as mm-hmm. well, right? He actually does have something to say normally and on yeah, a track. Like there are very many critiques about Logic, but one these of them, are not. These are not these the ones he's making about the rap game are not ones that he does himself. So, mm-hmm. like, I can at least appreciate that about him. Uh, Eminem's I, verse is also way better than most of his stuff that he's been on lately. Recently, like, absolutely huge improvement from that Boogie verse mm-hmm. way earlier in the year. Yep. So even though we liked that song, but like that, that song that was fantastic. Verse was, just a head scratcher yeah this verse is much better way better Uh, i loved how he intentionally used some of the rhyme schemes from uh the skit at the end though he like used the man the the mannequin rhyme scheme like in the rap so i thought that was a really really funny moment yeah you know he did that on purpose after hearing that skit yeah Yeah. it's a really it's a fun it's a fun track it'll 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 get you going Mm -hmm. it's definitely like a, a blood pumper so I like it. One of my more favorite like upbeat tracks of the year, I would say. And Logic and Eminem bolted their thing. Crystalia, best verse, maybe Killed it. not only on on the song, but maybe like of, of the year. Yeah, like uh, it's, it's that good. It's a front runner. Crystalia, shout out, man! You freaking killed it, bro. <laughs> Bars, Bars, baby. Babkins, Babkins. <laughs> Using too many napkins. We're just cleaning through these tracks. Let's go on. We'll move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. We got Chong the Nomad with two colors. Cody, take yeah, this, this one away. This is a little pick of mine. This came out also early May, May fifth. Um, this is someone who I think came up on like a discover playlist of mine. I honestly couldn't even tell you how I like found this artist at this point. It's a 23 year old Seattle musician. Um, it's a very like lo-fi hip hop meets chill step meets almost like glitch hip hop production. 
So this track, it the one common theme is this weird vocal line that I even can't make out, and I can't find lyrics of this online. It sounds like he's, they say, like, it's in your eyes and something. I, I can't make out the last few words, but this is, like, weird kind of up, uh, like, up-pitched uh, female vocal huh. that just slowly has, like, a very chill uh, instrumental come in. But the thing that really drew me into this song wasn't the first phase of it. It goes through like multiple different changes throughout the course of the song. And it's those changes that made me absolutely love it because it went through them. It wasn't like a very stark, like, wow, this was an abrupt and unseen change. Yeah. It kind of like a slow, almost Godspeed you, Black Emperor, like ambient rock type change where you can almost see it coming. And then it happens and it's all awesome. And I looked up online that the the artist did say that like her whole idea was to have those big changes because she wrote the song in a time of her life when she was having lots of changes. So I guess that all kind of ties in. And there's especially one movement right around like the two minute and twenty second mark. So if anybody listens to it right around this, um, the there's some synths that come in super super up front, and that's when things start getting really like glitchy. And that's when I think the song hits its like absolute peak. Once those glitchy sounds come in, oh, it's so so good. Yeah, I thought the whispering vocals on the track were pretty interesting, and it set kind of set the tone and the mood for it. It was like like you said, very a nice wavy electronic chill mm -hmm. track. I, I liked it a lot too. They had some nice cool like fluttering effects throughout as well. Borderline psychedelic experience. Oh, I would absolutely sure. agree with that. And uh, but it Especially was with all the changes. Yeah, but it was it was cool, man. I uh, not typically what I would probably gravitate towards, but mm -hmm. definitely a cool cut. Yeah, this was one of the ones I more put on just because I wanted to give it some recognition because I haven't heard anything like this in a while. It's, so it's it's a good track. I would I would totally check it out, guys. Uh, if you're looking for something very like yeah, chill, laid back, mm -hmm. uh, but definitely will keep you on your toes. This is it. Yeah, for sure. I'm moving right along. Uh, we have Denzel Curry with his lead single off of his brand new album, Zoo, which we, we also will review very soon. So mm -hmm. be, be uh, on the lookout for that on the, the April, May, and June reviews that are coming very, very soon. We got Ricky. So spoiler alert, I was able to see this at Boston Calling. I'll probably talk a little bit more about it, I'm sure. Uh, uh, one of our guests that will come on the show, he and I will, will, will chat about this a lot on that episode, but... I want to say something quickly. Uh, Denzel Curry, anybody that gets a chance to see him live, I want to try to say this as much as I possibly can over this podcast. This man was phenomenal. His I remember you texting me right away being like, he stole the show. He was the best of the night. He was so good, man. Like His energy is unmatched. This song it was perfect. To to match his energy, he played it at the he played it live at the. It was actually apparently the the live debut or something like that. I love this track, man. Holy crap. Just a nice southern trap banger. Some nice xylophone, reggae-sounding uh, loops that really give the track a ton of personality. Uh, just totally slaps, dude. This, this song just bumps in the whip. Ton of mainstream appeal here. And the hook is the best part of this. And Denzel's getting very good at hooks. Yeah, very, very good. Like, very catchy. Scary good at hooks to the point where I'm like, this man, I don't know. I don't know. He's He's coming. Those of you guys that are with me on this Denzel Curry, I've been on Denzel Curry for a while. He, I had his album number two to, on my our 2018 yep. uh, albums. Yep, I remember it that. was it was number two on my on my yearly list. Denzel is coming, and this album, I guess that he just dropped, is actually he keeps doing apparently like full length project, shorter length project, full length project. So he uh, basically 
tweeted or I think it was maybe on Instagram, one of the two, but he sort of hinted at that this is just like a filler project and mm-hmm. then he's going to drop something even bigger later in the year or early 2020. So the Denzel Curry is we on the rise. Forward to. Yeah, and he's, his rise in popularity too. Like he is coming. Mm-hmm. When, like This was one of those songs, I was kind of on the fence about it when I first heard it, only because I, I heard it and I was like, okay, do I think this is a banger because this is a good song or do I think this is a banger just because the beat is like, ridiculous and it just has so much energy so i feel like i had to listen to it a few times before it finally kind of like settled in like no okay i like this song because this song like goes in yeah it's it has unbelievable energy like i i feel like that's what he does best and i mean that's why he was able to pull off a cover of a rage against the machine song is because he can just generate this energy effortlessly yeah he's incredible guys he's incredible uh, this song is so great. I just love like the the advice his he claims his dad and his mom. So I guess his dad, his name's Ricky, Ricky or yeah. whatever. So I guess this is so funny. Some of the advice, like his little one liners that he gives him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't trust no man but your brothers. Mm-hmm. Never leave your day ones in the gutter. Like yeah, and then yeah. Oh, he's there was there it. was one part too. There's like one line, the flow of it that just like always like I just love it. It's at the end where he's like, "Fear no man, but the one above your head. Pray before you go to bed every day." Your mama said like that very <laughs> end of the verse. It's like, oh my god, it just flows so well. And his delivery, man, like he's just so he punches that in sometimes. It's awesome. He really does. It's a great track. Denzel Curry, be on the lookout for our review of Zoo. I love this track, Ricky. Worthy single, mm-hmm. definitely. But Next. now on like a different end of the musical spectrum. Completely. We have Elenium and John Bellion with Good Things Fall Apart. So another guy that we're seeing this summer. So we got some we got some uh we got some great show shows. We got some yeah. great show and tells coming for you guys soon. And uh definitely check these people out if you guys are not if not only if you're fans of them, uh in the city that you're in, or if you're like I said, if you're a local listener in Boston, they're they're coming to the Rock Band, uh Rockland Pavilion. Yeah. in the seaport area uh, both of these so Beast Coast and and John, John Bellion. Bellion and opening for John Bellion is Lawrence who I've talked about on the po- on the podcast before who I'm so excited for this band they, they, they are fantastic they do a great acoustic cover of this mm-hmm. song I think that was the first time that uh, either of us had heard it right I hadn't heard it yet um, the song when, when, I hadn't even heard the song when oh, the acoustic I've, version came okay, out okay so I've heard the song I heard the song first so okay. the Elenium John Bellion Good Things Fall Apart studio track i heard okay before. see i didn't even know that was a thing yes and then i heard the acoustic version sent it to you as well mm-hmm. and i was like i had assumed you probably already heard the song because it was like no i, didn't, was even, I didn't even know it's popping right now it's very popular yeah this track's unbelievable dude. it's so it's good. so john catchy. bellion is the king of the chorus oh, like his, he, his choruses and hooks are always just so catchy like the internet john travolta like we raved about all of those songs on sound glory prep his dude, he, amazing performance here from John Bellion. I totally just like the hook is absolutely epic. Mm-hmm. I agree with you there. I love the acoustic guitar intro. I think it's just like it really sets the tone really it's nicely. Such a great little riff too. Yeah, and then all these instruments. Like we've talked about progressions all the time, but like all these instruments sort of at one point they kind of come in one at a time and they actually build. And mm-hmm. I think the build up is one of the best I've heard this year. So it starts with that like that acoustic guitar we said and kind of adds some some nice percussion. It really gives it a good melody, a good groove. And John Bellion just kind of just like 
croons in it and kind of just finds a nice pocket, I feel yep. like, and really does a nice job. And then just the, the energy on the hook is just phenomenal. It's just like a it's quick switch back to the guitar towards the end, and then it just kind of brings back the energy again. And it's just, it's so, it's so nice, man. Well, I love how, even though the song does already have that built-in progression of the instruments coming in and building up to the chorus, it doesn't just do that same thing again and again, which a lot of songs do, and there's nothing against that if you do that same build-up. But when he builds up into the chorus, like the second and the third, times he does that run but he goes like a little bit higher and a little bit higher until he's doing that wicked high note by the end and i feel like that's the type of things those are the little attention to detail things that really stand out in songs to me because anybody can take a beat and then just hit okay like control c control v four times in a row and then just have it be the same thing but to actually go in and change little things just to make the song progress better that's what i love like i said as a listener and as someone who loves music that's the type of thing that makes me know okay you put effort into this yeah i uh, yeah he's dude he john, john bellion's performance is just it's again phenomenal mm-hmm. i just love it dude uh i just love his sentiment to the attitude of just trying to be more positive about the heartbreak and like looking on the brighter side of things with just like good things falling apart yeah Yeah. like i like that i know i can be dramatic sort of line like kind of coming to uh coming to terms with a broken heart uh i guess that's uh that sometimes good things fall apart i just feel like that he's looking at it from a vulnerable place as well because Mm -hmm. i feel like it's one of those things where it's tough when a relationship Relationship ends ends or whatever to look at it as like, okay, I had just as much of a hand in this failing as, as you did, even if the person that you're with, you know, you don't want, and that's why he even says like, tell me what it is about me and whatever it was. I'm I'm sorry. sorry. Like that's a very, that's a very refreshing sentiment to hear of someone taking personal responsibility and saying like, Hey, I might've screwed up a little bit in here too. And like my bad, like, let me know what I did wrong. And then even just the idea, I feel like in most songs that involve heartbreak, they try and be very dramatic just for the sake of like adding drama to the song. Yeah. But this one's being very real of like, yep, good things sometimes fall apart. It doesn't ever have to be some big, huge blow up in your face type moment. Sometimes it just happens. So I yeah, feel like it's a very, life happens. Exactly. It's a yeah. very down to earth song. And that's nice to hear out of pop music, which is usually very overly dramatized and almost seeming like a movie. Yeah. Like, like making it out to be way more than it is. So yeah. it's a very down to earth track. I oh, hundred percent. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Just re- you said realizing that even if the relationship was really great throughout the whole thing, that these things can just happen sometimes and that mm-hmm. it's life and kind of just accepting that life's just going to, yeah. Like you weekly said, it's just going to happen. You're going to roll with the punches. You got to keep rolling the punches. So, um, speaking of rolling with the punches, yeah, this is one of my favorite songs of the year, by the way. Really, the one, the one we're about to. Oh, oh, yeah, good things fall apart. Yes. Oh, yeah. This is our. This is almost guaranteeing going to be in my top five of the year by the end of the year. It. Yeah. Yeah. When our list list week, you'll probably hear this from both back of us. Mm-hmm. So okay, go ahead. Okay, so coming up next is uh, Chance the Rapper track uh, called Groceries featuring, is, it was a Tisa Korean or Tiza Korean? I don't know. I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce Couldn't tell you. this person's name and I'm not going to bother. Tisha Korean, up. something like that. I, I feel like just because this person's kind of like a meme rapper, they're probably calling themselves Tiza Korean and they just capitalized Korean to be like, it's if you have to capitalize the nationalities. Okay. This song is just a very head scratcher track for me. So, I'm I'm hoping is, that we're is, in agreement. Is, is this the one that you this were is like? The one. Okay, this is the one because you said so. So just to preface before we started recording and we were talking about the list, Cody was like, we were talking about how we, a lot of times we agree mm-hmm. and we're trying to like find stuff that we're not going to agree on. So we can have like banter <laughs> back and forth and like point counterpoint. I mean, there's been a couple of times, but like it's very rare. And uh, at this point. 
and you were like, oh, well, maybe. I don't know if you put this track on because you love it or you don't, mm-hmm. but we might have some like, or not this track in particular. Like, there was one track. Yeah, that I was you trying to be vague, ever... so I didn't like spoil it beforehand. Yeah, so was it? So it was this one. This is the track that I was kind of like. So what do you think? I think about it. Uh, I'm flipping I'm, it on you. I'm hoping that you don't like it very much because this song is garbage. <laughs> this song. All right, hold on. Can I can I just, just preface one thing? Yes, Cody, I'm officially worried <laughs> about Chance the Rapper. Yeah. Okay. I'm officially worried. I think we all should be because this is this is bad. I don't know how you put something out like this. I don't like this very much. Yes. Yeah, is... I hated it when it first came out. I tried. I've tried. I've tried. I I I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I. And the thing about Chance is all the tracks he's been coming out with. If, if Chance had been putting out really good music, like all the singles he's been putting out the last maybe six months to the mm. last year or so, if the singles he'd been put, put, putting out were good, I wouldn't be as worried. But they've all been they've like all mediocre been, to bad. This is probably the worst of it. Oh, by far, in my opinion. I can't lie that the beat's grown on me a little bit, though. Because it's, we've given this... This song has come out came out a while ago. The beat's bubblegummy. Yes. And... But it, it, doesn't, it doesn't fit Chance the Rapper at all. I feel like it would sound it better with somebody else. It seems like he's trying to just ride the SoundCloud wave that was like three years ago. Yeah. It, it, I feel like he's very it. late to this style. Like this is like the Playboy Cardi, Lil Yachty, like... Uh, Takashi 69 Yeah, like really? not taking it like, seriously it sounds, and... I don't understand. I don't know. This, this sounds to me more like the... It's a Korean track featuring Chance. Because I did listen to that dude's songs and that's way more up his alley. His thing is like not being super serious and making songs that are very lighthearted and like literally what you said bubblegum rap so this, this sounds, is a chance this is listed as a chance the yeah, rapper this is a song. chance the rapper song like this so could be on his album th- this should be the other teasing. way i think he already confirmed it's on the album dude why this song sucks. i mean i might i might be wrong about that so if someone knows better please check me on that and put it in the comments or it's something or let us know because yeah i feel like this is going to be on the album there's just so much to talk about here the hook is awful, by the way. This mm-hmm. dude, Korea, this, this is a Korean the, guy. The, the, he's terrible. Yeah, he's terrible. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear him ever again. Yep. I don't understand what he's chance is doing though. Why he's doing it? I'm not even as angry for this track lyrically because this track lyrically sucks. I used well, he's what does he say something along like I used to be able to take all the groceries in, in one, one trip, trip. like, like what a, yeah, I don't understand but so that's the thing is that's what this Korean something guy about is, lemonade too that's, that's his shtick that's the thing this literally is like. His, his like it makes no sense. It's his song, and for some reason, Chance the Rapper is was like, like, "This is sick. I want it for mine." Yeah, exactly. Because like it. that that whole style of writing of like, "Oh, I'm kicking the groceries in in one trip," and like just like very relatable, stupid things like that. That's his mo. That's like what he does. In Chance, yeah, but, but not Chance. But but even so, like even if that was lyrically it, Chance sounds bored uninspired like mm-hmm. late he just sounds he, lazy he over the this. same flow pattern it's again just, and again and again yeah and again and again he doesn't again even sound like thing. he's buying what he's doing mm-hmm. it's unappealing yeah it's an unappealing track it's it's really bad it's not good it's really really bad it's anybody bad. anybody who hasn't listened to it don't listen to it because you're not missing anything anybody who has listened to it we feel your pain it's bad and bad yeah. track yeah unfortunate brighter notes potentially yeah much brighter notes for me Ty Dolla Sign and J. Cole purple emoji mm-hmm Beats wonky, it's wavy, just a nice slow neo soul jam. I'm in it. I'm into it's it. It's nice. I'm into I, it. I actually like it a lot. This is weird. I don't know if I'm just being dumb here. It. I couldn't find a non uh, an uncensored version on Spotify. I could on either. Spotify, the it's, only version is censored. It's only censored. It's only censored. That's so weird. It's so weird, right? That's such a weird. Like, I don't, and I don't know think Tyler Dallas even has any like 
explicit content in his verses. I think it's only Cole it's that only has Cole, a couple yeah. of like that get bleeped out or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was purposeful or if that was a mistake, but they know. haven't changed it. Yeah. Even since the song's dropped. So weird. I think this is one of Ty Dolla Sign's best tracks in a while since his free TC album, which I loved, by the way. That's a really good album. The Take Six More Than Ever sample, amazingly infectious. I love it. I think the production mm-hmm. here is just like top notch. It's A1. It's really good. Well, and that was part of what gave it the vintage vibe because even though that song came out in 06, that sounded like it was something coming back from like the old it's school that, then soul it era. Neo soul, right? Exactly. Yeah. So um, it, I love that I nice. Love that. Yeah, I love that nice snare drum and like the bass breakdown. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's fantastic, dude. I well, and the drums are very basic in a, in, a, in an era of trap drums where they're all super overproduced. I love hearing just like a kick snare hi hat. It's nice. It's nice. I think Ty Dolla Sign brings a lot of personality to the track. He, was, he, he did a great job. It like, sounds like it was made for him, yeah. honestly. And uh, it's, it, it, I don't know if this is a testament for him being really good and like getting better or if the field being bogged down right now. But in the era of like SoundCloud crooning, I like really appreciated hearing some... I mean, even if it is pitch corrected, like I liked actually listening to him croon a little bit on this track. Yeah, it's good. And I don't know. It, it, was, it was very good by comparison at yeah. the very least. In fact, Cole brings another great verse. He's just been killing it with the guest verses lately. Yeah. I don't know well, not much more list. you can say about him. Yeah, he's got a bunch on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, two? Three? Three, Three technically. Brings another fire verse. And I loved his line about saying how the purple emoji is like a black angel with for the regular name or whatever. Yep. <laughs> or a black angel with the regular name. I thought that was like a really funny, funny line there. Talking about like how the purple emoji could be seen as like the devil, but it's really... It's not because it's used well, in almost like you know and it's interesting that that's <laughs> what they ended his... up deciding to name the song after he likes mentions it once and then that's what they end up naming the but song. it's ty dollar sign i feel like it's, too, at the end of the true. day so it fits like ty dollar sign talks about women and, and sex that's a lot of his you know the more up his alley you know? yeah that's a lot of his content anyway that was a nice cut man i thought it was a really solid track and, and i really liked it quite a bit yeah i i really really liked this and especially i feel like the whole song altogether works really well. And again, going back to the whole thing I was saying with Beast Coast, it sounds like they're writing these songs with each other. I don't know if that was the case for this one. This probably is more likely just a sent-in verse after hearing the beat or something like that. I can't imagine they like arranged a flight and everything for studio time. But at least you can still tell that there was some like back and forth in this creative process of getting this to all mesh. And, so, and because of that, J. Cole's verse ends up working super well. Definitely like this cut a lot. I, I wasn't expecting to as much as I did, actually. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I felt the same way. Um, next, another J. Cole track yeah, verse, actually. So he dropped two in a row, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this song is Young Thugs. Uh, it's called The London, featuring J. Cole and Travis Scott. Yep. Not a ton to say on this track. Chill, laid back. Got a nice, really nice like flute sample mixed, mixed with like an 808 in the, in the hook. That works really well. And then obviously throughout the track as well. The flute sample really made me think of like Mask Off. That's what it like immediately oh, yeah. made me think of was the Mask Off. It is a little Mask Off. Just, just because it's like a very high flute that's kind of in the back of the mix. And I feel like that's a very weak uh, association to, to Mask Off. But that's the first thing that came to my mind anyways. Yeah, good track. I thought Travis yet again, a little bit of a lackluster feature. I don't know what was going on with him this year. Mm. I did not love his verse. I mean, well, ever his, since his ever hook, since Astroworld, me. I feel like this has been the same thing. We've been saying like, okay, here he comes again with another kind of mediocre, middle of the road. Yeah, just kind of phoning it in type uh, type verse. Yeah. Or oh, he did the hook. Excuse me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry, man. No, no, no. no. I, I said that. I think Actually, I, said that I, I, I meant to say feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought. Well, I mean, they gave Cole a really, really long verse on this track, or Thug mm. did, but. To be honest, I thought Thugger was the best part. I loved his like high pitched flow. I thought it worked really well with like the the flutes. I thought it like they they meshed together super well. 
uh, yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was probably the, the highlight, to believe it or not. And, and I kind of like that the auto tune was like right up in your face in this song. Like it they was. weren't even trying to hide it. Like, oh yeah, here here we're coming with the auto tune yeah, yeah, with, yeah. with the pitch correction. That was a cool cut. I I feel like this. I don't know. I like it a lot. I feel like it's nothing super deep. I feel like this will almost be kind of like an I Spy type song where it's really big and really catchy for a while, but then everyone will kind of forget about it, which is sad because it is a good song. But no, I I enjoyed it. It's it's good for what it is. Yeah. Uh... I think there's more heavy hitters and on it, and it, and, it, and it kind of plays to an effect that it's going to be a lot. But I think the expectations were just a bit too high. Mm-hmm. I didn't really. And I do actually at least want to throw out the the um, sample here was some Belgian rapper, rapper uh, uh-huh. Romeo Elvis Jaivu. I don't know who this guy is or how they found this sample, but shout out to this guy. Apparently, he made a damn good beat to the point where Thug was like, "Yep, that's fire," and threw yeah. it in the song. I wouldn't know this. I don't know this for sure. I'd have to look back, but I'm I'm assuming Cole probably had something to do with the beat potentially too. I feel like he like I feel like Dreamville in general is just really really good with digging out like deep cut beats. All of their artists are or you know what I think I think T minus did that track actually. Believe it or not, and T minus has done a lot of work with a lot of these guys before. I'm pretty sure T minus did the production. I'm a big fan of deep cut like samples. That's that's something that's always super interesting to me. I I would love to hear stories of how people find these samples and like the meaning behind them and why they used them. Even if it was just like, oh, I found it in a closet and it sounded (laughs) cool. Like that's a cool story to me. No kidding. But moving right along, the next track. So at this point, to catch you guys up on the date, now we're towards the end of May, uh, May 24th. Ed Sheeran uh, dropped the track "Cross Me" featuring Chance the Rapper and PNB Rock. This is a song I was so ready to hate. I I just want to say that I was so ready to go into this like, wow, this is gonna suck because all I hate those chants. Well, like I I've never even heard of that guy before. I um was very disappointed in all of the chant songs as we just heard on this episode and as we've talked about before on other episodes. And Ed Sheeran, like I have nothing against Ed Sheeran, but that's him with chants. So I thought that was definitely not going to mesh well. I was so ready to hate this track. This is the second single off of his upcoming album. I think it's called like Collaboration Six or something like mm-hmm. that, where he basically is just going to collaborate with a bunch of artists that he might normally not even collaborate with. And I think the first single was the Justin Bieber one, which I haven't really even given too too much of a listen. I don't Me either. Think we not our style, so I think not something. We this was a little bit more appealing to us. I usually hate PNB rock, but I thought he fit so well on the intro and the hook. I love his like phoned in effect of, yep. of his of his hook. I actually think it works here. It does to the to the to its benefit. It, 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 it fits the aesthetic of the song. Yeah, it's almost like a pre hook because then it actually has the real hook that Ed Sheeran does mm-hmm. the, cro- the actual cross me. But this was and more like the man that hook. He, like Ed Sheeran, is, like I already said, John Bellion's the king of the chorus, but Ed Sheeran has some great hooks. And I mean, he ghostwrites for a lot of people. I don't know if anybody doesn't know this. Look it up. Ed Sheeran has ghostwritten for probably most of your favorite artists at this point dude he comes and this in is and why co- oh yeah he comes in and completely commands this track dude mm-hmm. like from the start and like he doesn't let up with like this this is like the most confident charisma i think he's had on a track and this isn't i thought he proved something because this isn't i think a style track that he's normally done before Definitely at all not. and i'm actually not. very curious to hear the album once it drops because i'm interested to hear if he can potentially make it as as more of this hip as he pushes more of this hip hop bound I think you yeah know what I mean he's get like, himself out of his genre comfort zone yeah not that he hasn't worked with hip hop guys in the past and but, he's written a lot of hip hop hooks before like, yeah he sold a ton of them but nothing that he has done for himself like yeah. he's been on M&M's he kept- up, out, like out, he was on Revival I believe just off the top of my head I'm thinking about some uh, song uh, albums he's been on but he's never really done like a worked with a lot of hip hop guys like for his own track 
uh, just a really like a smooth 808s clap track. It sounds almost, you know, you know, to me, it sounded almost Justin Timberlake expi- yep. inspired. Mm-hmm. And to then me. there was a lot of like ambient synths in the background of it and stuff. Yeah. I kind of loved how clunky the bass was. It was a very like thick, like meaty synth bass, which yeah. I, I, if used correctly, is really, really nice sounding. And I feel like it worked well in this song. Yep. Um, and the chance verse wasn't even that bad. Not that like, bad. I, I was. I was gonna say like I, was, I, I was loved expect- it. That's what I'm saying. Like I was going in it expecting was the absolute so good. worst. Dude, this is perfect for Chance. This is the type of production I want to hear Chance the rapper on. He actually like sounded mean and aggressive. Uh, he put on like a really hell of a hell of a performance. I thought he was like actually now inspired. Like it's. Yep. I hope this is the chance we get on the rest of the album. Me I too. really really like his album. I really do because I thought his he comes in with this like really mean aggressive like sing-songy like verse towards the back end of it. Oh, dude it's infectious it's good i feel like it, it gives I, it a ton I feel of like the vibe of his verse was almost somewhere in between the acid rap and coloring book faces where like you could still tell he had i don't want to say the gospel influences of coloring book but definitely like the vocal inflections that he would use more in coloring book but he still had the intensity that he had from acid rap a lot more edgy. so it was like a really nice blend of those two sounds like I said, I was so ready to hate this song, and I, then I like put it on and just immediately started bobbing my head and was like, "Man, I, this is this is catchy." It's like good. I, I got to give it credit where credits due. This it's, song was really good. It's a good song, and I'm, and it makes me very excited to hear the rest of the uh, Ed Sheeran's album once it once it releases. Uh, yeah, I'm, so. I, it's piqued my interest for sure. Yeah, me too. Moving right along from that is we have uh, Freddie Gibbs, Gibbs and Madlib. They're coming back with a new album mm-hmm. after uh, what was Pinata, right? The, the big we got, one from forever ago. Yeah, which was a phenomenal album. Yep. Now we got Bandana coming. And this track is Crime Pays, which is the first single. There's actually another single, I believe, that's dropped off this as well since. Mm-hmm. But we're going to talk about Crime Pays. I uh, love that banjo-sounding sample in the, at the beginning. with like some Yeah, of those, the Walter like, nice, Barr sample. Right? Yeah, so yeah, that, that, that was a sample. Uh, Walter Barr, it's a song, Free Spirits. Uh, really, I love Mad Lib, Mad Lib's production, dude. This song is clean. Uh, it's colorful. It's vibrant. Mm-hmm. The vocals I on the, for the sample, though... I wish they had almost done something too. I think they kept them. I listened to the. I don't know if you listened to the actual track. Yeah. If you knew that when you find these samples. Yeah. I listened to the Walt Bar track and they didn't do a whole lot with the vocals. They yeah. Kept they didn't them. change much. They the, didn't change. All them. they really did was add in that like baseline behind the sample. Yeah. And chop it a little bit to fit the song. Yeah. But yeah, they they kind of left the sample very true. Like, yeah. Sounding to what it was. I don't know if I agree with it. However, the song is clean. It's clean as hell. I wouldn't say it's the catchiest vert. Uh, song that Mad Lib and Freddie Gibbs have done. I uh, but Freddie flows really nicely over the beat pretty effortlessly and I uh, the sample produced or uh, in type of music that uh, Mad Lib does uh, is perfect for Freddie Gibbs. I, they're, yeah. they're they're almost a match made it's, in it's, heaven it's as perfect. well. They're the great. Well cuz Freddie Gibbs I feel like he's I, I don't know if I'm wrong about this, so you can correct me if I am, but I feel like he's not someone who's known for being this like crazy flip up, flip, or like switch my flow all the time, and it's going to be super technical and crazy. No. I feel like he's very like attitude and delivery based. It's almost like yes. the old school approach to rapping. It is, and that's why this beat works so well with him. It's like a chill beat that is like almost an old school vibe. It fits the style of rapping that you know you're going to get from him. And I mean Gibbs saying all like the coke bars as usual it's almost as if him and Pusha T had sold at some point in their lives but you know that's just a crazy crockpot theory <laughs> well his last album Freddie to go off of your point of him being a lot more kind of just like in your face to the point that album Freddie that I had on I believe it was on um, my honorable mentions my honor roll mm-hmm. for 2018 that album was very much tailored towards uh, a vibe like that Yeah. so I thought that this this 
track was good. It wasn't my favorite of theirs, too. I'm, I'm still not sure how I feel about the sample. I love the, the musicality of it. Mm-hmm. I just am not sure if I am there with the way that they that they changed the the uh, the beat to with the vocals still the yeah. way that they are. I don't know. If I I'm wonder if the song will end up being better within the context of the album. It could it'll, be. It'll, it'll, it'll it could be, be one of like those things. Yeah. So anyway, I I thought it was good though. I also I, thought it was I'm looking forward to the album. Kind of funny that he was throwing the, um, those like disses out still at Jeezy after like all these years at the very end Dude, talking about who was he talking about buying him the shoes? I I didn't catch that. I reference. didn't catch that the, either. There's someone who bought him the shoes. And in the video, he, like, kicks a rock at the same time. So I was like, okay, is that ASAP Rocky? Did ASAP Rocky do something? Or is it, like, Rocco? Because I, th- I think I heard that, like, this dude Rocco bought Jeezy shoes and was trying to, like, basically well, Rocco like, used to do a, or something like that. Rocco used to do a bunch of tracks with Jeezy way back. So like, it probably like is late. Rocco. Yeah, maybe. It's Throwing, like, a Rocco. quick little diss out to both of them at, like, the very end of the song. Why so. you got to diss that? They're irrelevant That's at this point. Jeezy maybe not so well. I don't know. Jeezy has. Well, I feel like haven't they had beef for like ever? I feel like I feel like that's been like a long-standing thing of hearing Gibbs kind of throw some shade at uh, at Jeezy over and over again. But either way, I thought that was just kind of funny. Like end the track with just like a random diss. Yeah, that's that's Freddie Gibbs for you, honestly. Anyway, uh, moving on. So we got a handful of tracks left. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one we of the, got, what, I think about seven left. I think seven left. Yeah. Yeah. So this next one, um, I think, is the last one that dropped in May. And this is one that I put on the list, too. And this is a guy that I'm a fan of. Grayson Earhart. Um, and it's a song called Until the End of Time, featuring two kind of smaller rappers, uh, Dylan Montaigne and Reeve Kalel. If I pronounced either of those wrong, I'm sorry. I could not figure out how to pronounce these, or at least that second name. So Grayson Earhart, anybody who's heard him before, this is going to be a huge change of pace. So if you found this podcast by searching his tag, know that this song is going to be very, very different. I found him... So it's different than any of his other stuff? Yes. Okay, because I've only... This is the only track I've heard of his. Yeah, this is this is wildly different because he's... Okay. I mean, the instrumentation isn't... It's just like the overall nature of the track because... Okay, so this track, um, Grayson Earhart, he's a singer and a guitar player. So he's giving like a guitar line that he's like doing the slap style guitar where you can hear the percussion of his fingers on the guitar while he's playing it. It's like a very Andy McKee thing to do. So he's playing that while these rappers are kind of giving very like lo-fi backpacky style verses that fit the nature of that song really well this is just like a very smooth kind of chill acoustic guitar track which yeah. is really interesting to me i felt the same way it was just like a laid-back acoustic ballad mm-hmm. cool vibey i like i enjoyed it i thought the rapping was super smooth it was a nice track dude it's, they yeah. didn't try and like they didn't try and push it too much they just kind of fit the the track they knew the track was a very laid-back one so the rap can't really be so over the top and uh, like bombastic in this type of song, you need to be a little bit more restrained and kind of laid back. But most of Grayson Earhart's songs, like this is the first time that rappers have ever, ever been on his songs. Most of his are just basically that like acoustic tapping, singing style stuff. There was a song of his called Manifest that was like bugged on my phone. And every time that I would turn my car on, for some reason it would connect to my phone and automatically play that song. Huh. It, like no other song, just that one. So I've heard this song Manifest a million times now, or at least the first few seconds of it. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I, I like this song a lot. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I liked it a lot too. If you're looking for something a lot more ambient, a lot more just kind of stripped back, I think mm-hmm. this is like a good like again another like chill. And it's very unique. I feel like you don't hear like an acoustic guitar led with rapping rap yeah. rap track. Yeah, and like it's not like there's anything else with it. It's just him playing the acoustic mm-hmm. and slapping with like on the body to make the percussion. Yeah, I enjoyed it, man. It was it was again not my, not my favorite on this list, but definitely uh, solid, a good track for sure. So checking out Grayson Earhart uh, until the end of time. It's not bad, not bad at all. Now we're moving into June. 
mm-hmm. June singles. So one of the first singles that came out in June, one of the big ones, and we'll have a we have a great one at the end with these both of these two guys. But we're gonna talk about Boss's new single, Fried Rice featuring Jid. I have no idea if this is linked to anything or if they just did a track and then they put it uh, put it out. I don't know if this is like a well, this is on Boss's page, and the, the other have... song that we're gonna talk about later is on the Dreamville, Dreamville. page. So maybe this is Boss's so first think, single to his newer al- so. new album that's gonna be dropping before after Revenge of the Dreamers. Who the heck knows? Who knows? Uh, they're very quiet, I feel like, on that front. But I love the industrial sounding beats. Freaking awesome. Oh, yeah, K Quick awesome, did the production and he oh, did a wild job. It's this really good. The clunky, sort of vibrant uh, synthy textures are really awesome. It's one of the, my favorite beats I've heard all year. Total banger, mm-hmm. dude. Banger. Like super bass driven, very high energy. Like, man, this this thing this thing went in. Uh, I love Boss's line, got nine lives but only seven to spare. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite lines of his. Can, can we can we just stop underrating Boss, please? Like He's this, real good. This People... dude is insanely talented, and he gets completely overshadowed, I feel like, mm-hmm. by the rest of the guys in Dreamville. And I thought Boss completely like proved on this track why he's up to par with guys like Jid mm-hmm. and even potentially a Cole. Like, he, he is... He's, he's slept on deal. hard. Again, his album was in my top tw- uh, 10 mm-hmm. last year, 2018. That's right, that's right. Super slept on album. I, go back and check that album, his last album out. I thought it was oh, so good. Um, the hook was a bit lacking for me, but I liked it a little bit better as as I've listened to it. It's, yeah. it's grown on me. It's almost tit, just right? kind of like a thing to pass the time in between the verses. It's not like to call the attention. The attention is for the verses. Especially... Our man JID uh, with Jid, that second verse. Jid spaz the fuck out as he literally says in the song. Like he mm-hmm. he literally did. Like he flows so incredibly over the speed. And then uh then the last minute is almost like uh, super versatile. He shows his versatility with like singing and everything yeah. too because the beat changes up and it changes on a dime and it goes into like this gorgeous glistening key led beat mm-hmm. that um, ends with a breakdown of like both almost both of the beats at the end like the clunky um, sort of hi hat sounding yeah, like bouncing back and forth off each other. They come back and forth and um, the track almost feels a little too short, but I still I still loved it. I thought mm-hmm. it was a nice little burst, quick like two and a half minute burst of just like. Some really cool flows, energy, this energy flows. A nice like little change to keep things fresh, and then wrap it all up. Yeah, I, and, I love this track. And there was like especially one part of Jid's verse when he was doing that um, like repeated consonant sound, like the puppet passionate. Like I love when rappers do that. Busta Rhymes does that all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It, again, it, like Jid was super versatile. He had tons of different flow patterns. He was rapping. He was singing. He, and I think even more impressive than going from rapping to singing was even the tone of his voice in his like bars in the first half of the song, when the song got lighter, he made himself rap lighter too. And that's yep. the type of thing not enough again, it's attention to detail, people. Like it's those little things like changing your voice up to fit the beat. He you is don't have incredible. to keep the aggression going the whole time. He's incredible vocal control just mm-hmm. in general. Yeah, I, one of my one of my favorite tracks on this list, I think. Yeah, this it was, one, this one it was, was it was really fire. good. Next, we have Gold Link's You Say, featuring Tyler the Creator and Jay Prince. This is Gold Link's lead single off of his new project, Diaspora, I believe it's pronounced. Yep. We Which will you'll hear from again. Yeah, like we'll talk about that one. There's some it. yeah. I what do you think about this one? So I am a huge fan of Gold Link stuff. Love Gold like Link, that's the dude. thing. I he he hits my like summer vibe 
type style so perfectly. Like if I want music that I know I'm going to be able to put on with the windows down, cruising through the streets when the sun's out, like I know I'm going to go to Goldlink and I'm going to get something good. And mm-hmm. it does not disappoint here. There is some great keys with a really slow but like almost dance style, like yes. tropical percussion. Very. I feel like I heard like a shaker in the background there at some point. That's a nice bounce to it. Did you Ex- notice that? Exactly. And that and that's what I feel like does yeah. it. Like anything that has like the shaker in it, it almost naturally has like that up and down feel to it. Yeah, it up it's, and down beats. It's a fun groovy tune. I really enjoy mm-hmm. it. I lyrically don't think it's anything super special. I thought Tyler's verse was probably the best out of here in terms of lyrical content and 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 sort of yeah. flow flow patterns but like kind of painting a picture of a story yeah and definitely not my favorite track off the, not to spoil the out like wow i feel about the album not my favorite track off the album by any means but i totally still think this is a jam this is something that'll probably hope hopefully hits the radios mm-hmm. again tyler comes back with like a really cool tyler verse nothing like he had on igor uh it just kind of flows his ass off and either even go- and then it was funny. It's kind of funny too, yeah. Well, he, his his verse I thought was really long. It was I don't know if you noticed this, but the hook tries to come back in, and Tyler's like, I don't know if they did this purposely, but Tyler's like, Nah, nah, I'm still going. You know what I mean? And then like the hook tries to come back in that. again, and he's still going. And then the hook finally does come back after he's like done with his verse. I didn't like, even he, catch that. He I'll cuts have to go the back hook. And listen. Yeah, the hook tries to come back in what, per se in air quotes, whatever. That's come, so funny. It tries to come back in twice, and Tyler just continuously flows through it and then it shuts off and then it finally like once he's done it's pretty only, cool. I feel like the only song I've ever seen or heard that I can remember that's been self-aware like that of a long verse was um, the song Hello uh, Busta Rhymes and Chance the Rapper off of Busta's uh, Return of the Dragon The Abstract Went on Vacation uh, album so I only know this because me and Tank listen to this album all the time so yeah shout out Tank in this album but this track uh, at some point Chance even says like sorry Bust this is a long ass verse and then Bust like chimes in like no keep going so like, I feel like this is it's it's funny to hear stuff like that and I feel like especially Tyler's like personality comes out again too especially there's a line where he even says like I'm all bark no bite where it's almost like him admitting like okay I just talked a really big game but now it's time to close the deal and I'm backing down like where's my Uber outside I'm hopping in the car and I'm getting out of here <laughs> yeah man seriously uh, anything else on the track that you want to talk about uh, I am disappointed that Jay Prince didn't put a verse down I, I love this Jay hook Prince. though oh the hook is fantastic but when I saw the feature of Jay Prince I'm like oh yes I'm gonna get to hear like him rap with these guys so hook I was, was really melodic and oh it's good beautiful. Jay, Jay like, Prince's hooks are always like I, I love good. his hooks it was good but I just oh, I would have loved to hear a verse out of him so that's not even like a complaint that's almost just like man I would have loved to hear that yeah so but, yeah they all do their thing Gold Link Tyler and and Jay, they all they all really really did their thing on this track. I, I like it a lot. It's good. And uh, can't wait to talk about the album in, in, a, in a week or two. Or also or great so. stuff. Yeah. All right. We are uh, next up. We have into, a, I think the last four. Right. This is the last four on the last list. Last four tracks. We got Big Crit, his brand new single, Crit Here. Man, this track is so good. I've been bumping this a lot lately. So I forgot to tell you, November first, it's a Friday night. He's coming to Paradise Rock Club. I already got tickets with Danny. Ooh, cop them. Okay, yep. I, I gotta get some. That's that's huge. That's that's yeah. gonna be a fantastic show. Love Paradise. Easily my favorite uh, favorite venue. And him at the Paradise. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be that night in a Friday night. It's gonna be special. They're gonna, gonna special. they're gonna tear that place down. It's, it's gonna be special stuff. And I want to be there for. And any of you guys that know me and well, I've heard the podcast before. I am such a big Crit Stan. Like mm-hmm. I, I I love Big Crit so much, man. That sample that he uses on this track. That sort of high pitched, almost nasally sounding, but also like 
uh, choir, almost choirish yep. uh, sample he uses. My God, man. It's so good. It is so and goddamn good. I, I had to look it up because I was like, wow, that sounds like it's literally, like what you, like you said, like sounds like it's like a choir in a church. And of course, it's a soul gospel quartet from like the 80s out of Detroit called the, the Winans, the Winans. It was like four brothers. The song's Trust in God. And like, again, where they find these samples from, I don't know, but I love it because that sample worked out so well. This this track is awesome. Awesome. Some nice southern, uh, a nice southern bass line mixed with some blissful keys and, and horns that come in a bit later into the track mm-hmm. that just like flush it out and just take it to a whole nother level. But even it's on epic. top of that, the 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 bass um, and like the drums they come in and out of the beat, so it almost like kind of like lets the beat breathe and then they come back in. And I feel like that gives again a lot of great natural motion to the track. Yeah. Oh, it's it's dude. And I just love the sentiment of him saying like what he's done in the past is nothing like what he's going to do on this upcoming album mm-hmm. in the future like that he's forever changing as an artist yep. claiming he's made it as the king i completely agree give this please give this man the respect he deserves like go listen to his stuff if you haven't he is so damn good this track's amazing i cannot wait what he has in store for us on july 12th he's this was his basically his like i mean look at the title of the track i am here i yep. have arrived whereas i feel like a guy like denzel curry Taboo was his, I feel like, I want to say his Taboo was his arrival, but I really don't feel like Denzel has had his like moment, moment yeah. his made Mark album. Mm-hmm. Crit's basically coming out. I thought I thought his Forever last one was for, a, Forever is a Mighty Long Time. Yeah. I thought that album was his, his like, the I'm moment. here now. <laughs> he's apparently claiming, out. well, he's apparently claiming that this album is it. So well, we'll and, for, and also for anyone who doesn't know, um, this song is sort of referencing how he used to be signed to Def Jam up until 2016 and then um, like left Def Jam Records and basically has since been pretty open with the fact that they were having him make music that wasn't really the music he wanted to make. And it, thank God for that. Exactly. And now and now he's finally like here and now he's making the music that like he wants to. Yep. And the fact that he's making the music he wants to and this is one of my favorite tracks that I've heard from him, like this is, this is going to be an awesome album this, oh, forever this is, this forever is a, a mighty long time is, is one of my favorite albums that i've heard in the last three years mm-hmm. it's that it, it, it's incredible it's it's i have it on vinyl it's 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 amazing i love that album so much that i think if if, if this sounds anything like the album we're in for we're quite a treat exactly for sure so all right moving on to chris brown's new track with definitely Drake. not someone i expected to, to be talking about on the podcast but i mean here music, we are. Music, yeah. Music's music, regardless so we, of his past. Exactly. I guess we should preface past. this. Like, yeah, he Chris Brown definitely has uh, a lot of. I don't even want to say skeletons in his closet because the the police report of that incident gets posted everywhere anytime his name is brought up. Um, so don't not really taking anything away from that. But this song was actually very good. So the song name was No Guidance. I don't know if we actually mentioned oh, yes. that. Yes, they called No um, Guidance. I love the vocal sample. It's apparently Before I Die by Shay Ekru, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's like an older, like, 80s or 90s pop track. I thought it fit the heavy synth bass and the atmospheric sound pretty well, the way that they uh, used the sample. I thought it was really tasteful. And Drake, this is this is just a classically good beat for Drake and, and Chris Brown. Yeah, this, is, this is like Drake in his element. Like, yeah. Drake is in his element when he gets to basically be, like, a little bit in his feels... And it's a song about like a girl, and he can be like kind of hitting those flows. And that's exactly what basically we got presented here. This was just all of the pieces coming together that are supposed to fit together. Like, wow, a yeah. very smooth track about love interests 
matches well with two artists who habitually are known for singing and rapping about love interests. Yeah, so. the, the sonic the sonic appeal to it just is yeah perfect with Drake and, and Chris Brown. And I thought Chris Brown gave probably the best performance on a track he has in quite a while for me. I thought he saw sang his ass off. Mm-hmm. I just a really smooth, enjoyable cut. I would love to see them do like a full R&B album together. I've been saying this about Drake for years. I, Drake, just put out an R&B album, man. Yeah. I would Give up pr- the would, act. Like, you don't need yeah. to be the tough guy anymore. You have so much money. Your just, Raptors just won like yeah, the, the championship. The curse is Con- broken. Yeah. Like you don't have to be this tough guy anymore. Mm-hmm. You, you, you've won Drake in every aspect of your life. <laughs> just just feel it, bro. Just, just be you. Stop trying to be, I don't know, the started from the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just be... <laughs> I don't know. I would love him to do an R&B tri- uh, album. I feel like it would fit him well, too. I feel like it fit him well. Now I'm kind of thinking, should Drake and Chris Brown do an R&B album together? Why not? Probably wouldn't be bad. As strange as this is, I feel I could feel like I could hear Ed Sheeran singing that hook like the whole time. Basically, any time that Chris Brown was singing at the same time, I was like, this is like weirdly reminiscent of that Chris Brown song from, or, or I mean, Ed Sheeran song from literally earlier in the list. Like, I feel like they were having, a bit. They were they were having very it. similar vocal styles, at least to like match that beat. So I don't know. That was that was just a very like I heard it and was like, wait, why am I thinking this sounds like Ed Sheeran? Right? It was like such a weird thought. <laughs> That's awesome. But anyways, moving on from the weird Ed Sheeran thoughts onto the second to last song. This is these next two songs actually released on the same day. Um, this one a little bit earlier. This is Time by the Free Nationals featuring Caliucci's and Mac Miller. I think this is the first posthumous uh, verse from him, right? Yes. And uh, the Free Nationals, for anyone who don't know, is actually the band of the Anderson Pack. Mm-hmm. Travels with him, plays with a ton, and it was on a lot of his Malibu. Yep. And not to bring up Boston Calling again, but Anderson Pack's up Boston Calling, I'm sure. Uh, myself and my, our two guests will talk about it uh, on the next episode. They're they're fantastic. Really just a nice, uh, jazzy, soulful type of band. And there's a ton of really great instruments that are used on this song. I thought Mm -hmm. the keys were awesome. I could even hear a slide guitar at some point. I heard some chimes. I heard some horns, some flutes. I mean, just the musicality of this track is is brilliant. It has a really, really nice wide range. It does. That's that's the thing. It's not like pigeonholing itself in one sound, and that's what makes it have that very airy aesthetic, and that's what they do so well, and that's why the Free Nationals are kind of known for being that very like chill jazzy type band yeah and i don't know i i love again i love songs that have acoustic guitars behind Mm -hmm. like their beats and there's been a couple in like this list list, yeah and this is one of them there's acoustic guitar behind the whole thing and i just like love the way that they use the horns it's all very tasteful so the song is basically more or less talking about needing time like apart from someone to grow but when you're without that person you're miserable so you're kind of caught in this weird state of limbo and I feel like there's a lot of like interesting topics that get touched on here by Caliucci's and anyone who doesn't know Caliucci's she had an album come out uh, last year I believe it was called Isolation but I don't know if that's right or not it was a really good album she's just like a very sensual soul singer type person um, or no, I don't. I don't mean to say soul singer, but she puts a lot of soul into her singing. But it's a very like almost like pop style vocals, I guess. She's um, a part of that like sort of crowd right now with like Georgia Smith, yes, yes, little Janelle Monae, her. Like I feel like they all kind of not to I'm not to put them box them all in per se, but like they all are, I think are like the most up and coming female vocalists right now, especially in that sound. Yeah. In that sound, yeah. I I thought Kelly just drove this track home. I thought mm-hmm. she did a beautiful job. Nice performance from her. 
And uh, yeah, Mac delivers. Uh, I don't know if this is like an older verse that they it just was. like bought, or if they posthumously used it somehow in some way. Like re- I don't know. I know that they've done that with Tupac. So I, I think they got permission from like Mac's family. They probably I mean, did. Pack and the Free Nationals were good friends with Anderson or with uh, Mac Miller. Yes, exactly. Um, I heard that this was from sometime between um, like the Good AM and the Divine Feminine albums. That makes sense um, because it's it's and this it sound. It, it tailors a little bit more towards, yeah, like more more divine feminine, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But there definitely some influences from Good AM as well. That, I think that was his best streak, in my opinion, Mac Miller, in Those, terms of his albums. I thought yeah. that that was like his best little run. Mm-hmm. And this, I mean, that smoothness that he had in that run is definitely reflected in this track too. Speaking of which, we we still need to do that Mac Miller, the, episode the tribute that we yeah. talked about. Yeah, Mac Miller tribute. Mac with Miller and Nipsey, Hussle and Nipsey Hussle and a bunch of other posthumous artists. Yeah. I still have that list sitting around of all the posthumous recommendations, so I, I guess that's going to be thing. coming at you guys at some point soon. <laughs> I still have that too. That was like a a thought that kind of just got stored somewhere. Yeah, one of like the passing episodes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, this was really cool. Yeah, cool track. I loved it, and, and and Mac being a part of it, I think even is what makes it even in cooler. And and yeah, I, I think that the mindset he was in and the Divine Feminine. It, it tailors nicely to this type of type of song. So, exactly. So a great, great track. I think it's gonna hopefully gain some some traction as the summer continues. I think it's a a track that I think people yeah. should get on. With this just dropping, I have a feeling we're gonna see this get a lot of streams pretty quickly. Yeah. Anyway, but, and so then, last track of the day. I think we're both been excited for this. This is like the one I've been most excited to talk about. And of course, it's the twentieth one. Dreamville's brand new single with Jid, J Cole, Boss, Earth Gang, and Young Nutty. The song is called "Down Bad." This is this this track is un like I know I already Unreal. said earlier that like one of those other tracks is going to be in my top five of the year. This is going to be in my top five. Of the it's year. a lister. I don't know where it's going to go in the list. I, I, dude, I'm having a hard time on my list. By the way, I just want to point that out. There's like a lot of good stuff, dude. I have so much. I'm keeping so much off of it. It sucks. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm upset about it. But regardless, let's talk about the beat first. It's got this like symbol sounding loop. That I found underwhelming at first because I feel like the beat's very minimalistic. Yeah, it's it's just basically those three like the dun 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 notes yeah. and then those really high pitched wails behind. Yes, it. yes, and but it's growing on me with every listen. It is mm-hmm. so so damn catchy. It almost like sounds it. Like, like a, a lot. yeah that almost, high pitched thing is an, it like it's like an earworm, dude. That little high pitched yeah. note it sneaks right in there. It almost feels like it should be like a bunch of like it like a song like an instrumental you'd hear like a bunch of like street dancers like dancing yeah. too that's what it feels yeah. like to me or sounds like it feels like a very like a like a, a beatbox yeah, like, like, yeah, like I, I can literally picture exactly what you're talking you know about what right i mean now. like i, I like know a, what you're talking it's about. very someone, street someone sounding. has it on their like shoulder and yeah. someone else is in front of them but to like break dance on a piece Bust of the cardboard move. Yeah. yeah i know exactly what you're talking about uh the basically the, the premise of this song or the, the focus of it is like all these dudes like they discuss like their difficult moments in their lives like sort of before they rapped yeah. and how rap has like been an escape for them and like seeing how it's turned them into like a complete success, essentially. Uh, I guess we'll start with we'll go like guy by guy. I guess we'll start with uh, Young Nutty. I'd never heard of him until today. He Same. must be like a new Dreamville guy. It was my favorite first of the five, probably my least favorite, but he's he's decent. I will. Yeah, we'll, it was we'll short see what and, happens. Short and simple. It's hard to gauge his ability based on like the little tiny clip he gave us, but it wasn't like it was bad or took away from the song or anything no, like that. No, it was, definitely it was just, not. Like, short and sweet, right to the point. I'm glad they put him in the beginning, kind of got him out of the way, mm-hmm. and then like the heavy hitters started coming in. Man, I the fact that they let JID go first on this track was the smartest thing that they did because Jid will rip up rip up any beat that you give him. You give him anything and he will make it sound fire. So if you give him a beat that's Torched already it. fire, 
This set the song off on such a good note. He, and his uh, his hook rips. is so simple, mm-hmm. but it's so damn catchy. It's mm-hmm. so damn good. I was just like the yep. I was just literally bad, right bad, now. Bad. It's, just, it's, it's, it's been going in my head ever since earlier when we talked about the boss song. That hook has been playing in my head. It's so ever sticky. Since. It's just it sticks, man. It really does. I, uh, basically, Jid more and less talks about like the struggles in East Atlanta, like before he made it big. Like I said, they all kind of have that similar theme, mm-hmm. and how he's always wanted the crown. Yep. They all kind of talk about it a little bit, like how they all kind of want it or they have it. Cole claims to have it, right? They call like King Cole, first of his name, whatever. Yeah, long way you're in. Right, right. And I think a lot of people told Jid he'd never be on Cole's level, and Jid feels like he is. And I think even Cole in, a, in, a, in an interview said that if anybody's going to get on his level. In terms of uh, as a flowmeister with him and Kendrick, he said he actually said Jid. Well, and even on off D's, uh, Cole says like JID the closest thing to me, which yeah. obviously is a little overblown because you're on the track with them, so they just kind of say that for the sake of flowing. But I mean that has some weight behind it. Cole's not wanted to say things for the sake of it. Yep. Um, but I mean, I and I love how JID does uh, that one line where he flips that. Uh, it's he's like talking about education, and he flips the court case Brown versus the Board of Education. And he flips it to the Board of Education versus Brown, which I basically took as like him versus like the education system against like him personally as a person because he's been kind of open that he never really fit in well in school. He kind of knew that that wasn't like his thing, and then he had all like the issues at where he went to college and ended up getting kicked out, which he's been very quiet about he like nobody knows what he did that, to get kicked out i'm sure that nardwar if he dug hard enough he would figure it out but um so i thought that was really really cool that he says that like board of education versus brown i was board of education i left the town so he's like flipping that court case on its head to give it a whole new lyrical meaning heck yeah i, I yeah his his part in this was probably my favorite mm-hmm. out of anybody here that's a no-brainer he he yeah. killed it yeah but and everyone else wasn't too far behind. Oh, I no. gotta say, like everyone else killed it too, but well, Jid was Yeah, Jid was legendary. far and above everybody else. Boss though comes in next and he discusses a lot of, like social activism and how he's user wrapped in a positive way. Like he, mm-hmm. he he uh the one line I loved from him was uh picked up the pad, picked up the slack, pick up the litter, don't litter no bag. Mm-hmm. I loved that line, dude. Just the way that he says it, the way that his cadence is with it, and then just the just, that was a very yeah. Cole sounding line. It, it feels was. like it feels like all these guys being in Dreamville and being around J. Cole, they're picking up like a lot of his like mannerisms and habits because that's a very, very Cole style flow. Yeah, yeah um, it is. It was Boss I thought killed this. Mm-hmm. I love like the Shacked in a Fool line too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Funny. Yeah, that was a good one. And then Cole's claiming he's basically the king of king of rap. I mm-hmm. mean, it's tough to argue at this point. I, well, and Dreamville's I was, just been killing it. All these artists yeah. have so much buzz around them right yeah. now. And I think even if he's not the king of rap, if you don't want to put it, I think he's Easily on the Mount Rushmore of current rappers or the last from the last ten years. Oh, absolutely. He, he's he's going to be one of the guys that like 10, 15 years from now they'll be like, oh yeah, it's like so cool you got to see J Cole like when he was still like recording and performing and everything like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. No, Cole has done enough to warrant that title, that respect, yeah. and that res- or at least at least that respect. Absolutely. And I, I thought he had a good verse as well overall, though. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed Very, it. Very like clever Big Bang line. Yeah. Uh, I, oh I, yeah, yeah. Well, like every, everyone's been re- uh, sort of resharing and, and retweeting that mm-hmm. line. So that was that was pretty cool, and then uh, the last verse, our our boy from Earth Gang, uh, Johnny Venus, Johnny Venus, baby, uh, not taking like a single breath through the second half of that verse. Oh, I said, yeah, passing best, out in the in the booth. <laughs> best flow pattern on the entire track. Mm-hmm. Even though I like Jid's part better, his the flows that Johnny Venus has on this might be might be my absolute favorite. Actually, might might be my favorite verse, but the only be the only way because the reason why I like Jid's part so much better is because of that that hook he does is so yep. catchy. 
But I love the line where Johnny Venus says, spend my time making love to your thoughts. Go and get in line, baby. Slut up your mind. It's brand new season. I'm, I'm a righteous heathen. I take on a challenge and I leave it bleeding. I was just like, what? He he hit some crazy lines and crazy flows. How is no one talking about John, Johnny Venus's verse on this? I don't more. know. I, we're all, everyone's I talking more about Cole and Jid mm-hmm. versus now it's like, we've seen Earth Gang live. I so mean, we, we already knew what they could do. Which we'll like, talk we, about. Somewhere. We knew they were... Oh, fire man. already. Like, th- but, their album's going to be really good, too. Mm-hmm. I, so, I, Maryland, I, anybody who hasn't heard about that, keep your keep your eyes out for this album, because we've been waiting on that to drop for a while. And they and, they said it at the, at the concert. They were like, well, be on the lookout for this. For this. It's coming soon. Mm-hmm. So, and they even played us a few tracks off the album, and they sound fantastic. It's going to be great. Their energy's incredible, too. And they're just so funny. It's like so. It's such, like, funny charisma. Like, one of the lines in here, he's like, put, uh, what is it, uh... Put a put, put a foot up your ass. You're a stepping stone. Like, yes. He, yes. Like, and, and and especially like the way he lets his voice kind of break while he's like rapping and stuff. That just gives so much more. I don't know character. It makes it seem so much more personal. Like he's not trying to put on some like personality, or maybe he is, but it, he's just like very open and not trying to sound like everyone else. It's so unique. And I love that Dreamville is starting starting to finally get these guy uh, get these guys some recognition mm-hmm. on top of Boss and on top of. Jid and Cause and some of these other guys. And shout uh, out to Dreamville's marketing team because I feel like they always have the best marketing for their stuff and it's all super generic. Like you don't have it pushed down your throat, but somehow we just know, oh, those first Dreamville tracks because like every single artist on Dreamville changed all of their... Their avatars um, on Instagram to just mm-hmm. that yellow background. That's the the uh, the single art. There's another track on there too that we'll probably, we'll just wait to talk about that when the album drops, I think. Yeah. Uh, With Ari Lennox. Yeah, Ari Lennox. I think Ty Dolla Sign's on that as well. Mm-hmm. Omen, who I, I haven't heard from from Dreamville in a while. He had an album drop a while ago called Elephant Eyes. That was really good. It was mm-hmm. back in 20, I think it was 2015 or 16. And uh, no, then Treasy's on that one too. Yep. It was just a slow yep. cut. Like it was, it was good. I'm sure we'll talk about it more in the context it, of the album. It's more album. just like in the shadow of this song because oh, this song was so good. So good. I agree. So actually, I'm bad. Yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine actually seemed to like the other one better. I, I can see that depending on like what genres you normally would listen to in your yeah. free time. I was I was a little bit not confused, but I I mean I guess I get it. If you don't listen to like wicked banger type rap, I feel like I could. He I does though. That's the thing. That. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's so weird. So the song is called "Got Me," mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's a good one. Not as good as "Down Bad" in my opinion, but anyway. So yeah, that was twenty wow. songs from twenty songs a few few months. Yeah, so the second quarter. Of uh, of singles for 2019. Thank you for staying with us for uh, for the episode. This was great. Uh, real quick, Cody. I know we didn't really like rank these or anything like that. If you could choose like a handful of tracks from this list that are probably your favorites, what, what would you say? I, I'm with Ooh. you. Down bad, definitely. Down bad's probably gonna be my favorite. Yep. Uh, big crit crit here would definitely be on my list of favorites. Put that one in as well. Yep. Um, good things fall apart for me. Is yep. Definitely good up things there. fall apart. 100. percent And then um, I'm not sure. I'm if you pick sure like maybe five, I'd say. Those three, I'd also put. What else? I would pick the Chon song for one of them. Okay, I'm just a huge fan of Chon, so that's that's always going to kind of top out my lists. I'd probably put Ricky in there. I like Ricky that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I'm just such a Denzel guy. And to be honest with you, that just more as much as I've played it, probably Coast Clear by Beast Coast is probably up in my. I'd say those are probably my top five. But my my number five is a it's a toss up between Fried Rice and You Say. Uh, yeah. I feel like because Boss and Jid already made it on the list with with Down Bad, I'll I'll, I'll give it to You Say. You Say so, is good. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. Down Bad, Good Things Fall Apart, Crit Here, uh, You Say, and Peace. Peace. Nice. And then I'm um, Coast Clear, Ricky. Things Good Things Fall Apart, Down Bad. 
and uh, Crit Here as well. So that's those would probably be about my five. So anyway. either way, nineteen good songs, one head scratcher. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, definitely. Chance, figure it out. We we want Cross Me Chance rather than rather than Groceries Chance. I think. Yeah, but definitely. Anyway. Which is a weird thing to say. Yeah, give us the chance from the Ed from the Ed Sheeran song, not the one from his own song. Seriously, but I get. Well, thank you. I think that is it for for today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So t- be on the lookout for. Album recaps, they're coming out soon. They're coming out soon. We have that. We have Boston Calling recap coming very soon. Mm -hmm. We have Earth Gang with Smino, Show and Tell. So we have two Show and Tells coming. We got some album recaps. We got mid years coming. We got mid years coming. Yep. And we got some interviews coming. So we got, oh, be tuned for back end of June. And July and August, we're going to be cruising through some stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, especially with the summertime. Exactly. More time in summer break, more time to give content to you guys. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, I'm Mike. I'm Cody. We are the Turntable Teachers. And class is dismissed.